The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to John. At the Last Supper, when Judas had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. That as I, just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Abba Jesus Spiritus, help us to see where we might love one another more fully. Amen. Amen. Jesus told his disciples to love one another. Love. It was and is Jesus' central message to his followers. We hear it over and over again in church. It is the bread and wine that we drink, the prayers we pray, the music we sing, and the mission statement of our ministries. And yet, we still need to hear it all the time. The disciples who spent every day with Jesus in the flesh still needed to hear it all the time. Right before Jesus commanded his disciples to love one another... In today's gospel, Jesus left the room, not Jesus, Judas, Judas left the room to betray Jesus to the authorities. And directly after Jesus tells his disciples to love one another, we hear of Peter's denial. Even the disciples were falling short of Jesus' teaching of love. I distinctly remember a day about eight years ago when I was driving near my home in Rhode Island and I was at a traffic light in a long line of cars in the only lane that went straight through the intersection. The right and left hand turning lanes were both empty. After waiting through a couple of light cycles, I was almost at the intersection and a car full of high school kids pulled up in the left turn lane next to me and tried to nose in front of me so that they also could go straight. I tooted my horn and inched forward to block them out. Indignant that they weren't waiting in line as the rest of us had. The car behind me graciously let them in. I glanced in my rearview mirror and noticed that they were all pointing and laughing at my car. And then I remembered my bumper sticker. Bumper stickers are dangerous. It said, there is no wisdom greater than kindness. (laughs) This was not one of my proudest moments. And I actually can't believe that I am telling you about it from the pulpit. But there it is. 
We know we ought to love one another. I really think we want to love one another. So why don't we do it with consistency? If love and kindness and generosity define us as a people of faith, why do we so often miss the mark? I think that there are many reasons. And I think each of us could probably spend lots of time and money in therapy figuring out what our own set of them is. And I am not a therapist, but I will share with you one of my theories. I think we often don't realize that we are given a constant flow of opportunities to either choose to love or choose not to love. And when we don't realize that there is a choice to make, our human nature often takes us on autopilot to self-preservation, self-interest, obliviousness, or indifference towards others. When I was a chaplain intern in a hospital during seminary, my supervisor would often point out the choices that we, her students, didn't realize that we had in front of us in our interactions with each other and with our patients. She was both gentle and stern and would routinely hold up two fingers like this and say something like, there's a lot of positive energy in the conversation we're having, Becky, and you just changed the topic. So you have a choice. Would you like to allow the group to continue the conversation they were having? Or would you like to ask us to have a new conversation with you? (laughs) And as she ran her fingers down each of the imaginary paths that I was being asked to choose from, I would see, only because it had been pointed out to me, that the loving thing would be to allow the group to continue their conversation. It was exhausting to have my choices constantly pointed out to me. And yet I started to learn something about loving people more consciously. I've been struck this past week or so about all the ways in which we in the Boston area have been making unique choices to love one another in the wake of all that happened at the marathon and since. One friend of mine said she was at Dunkin' Donuts last weekend and everyone was paying for the person behind them in line. People choosing to love one another. Another friend said that she had only heard compassion, sympathy, and confusion in regards to the 19-year-old suspect. She had not heard people speaking of revenge or hatred, just sorrow and compassion. People choosing to love one another. I won't even go into the surprising love affair that seems to have sprouted between the Yankees and the Red Sox. (laughs) People choosing against all odds to love one another. Somehow, communal pain and tragedy reminds us that we have a choice. We can take the path of destruction, the same path taken by the ones who hurt us, or we can choose the path of love. Does it have to take suffering and tragedy, though, to remind us to choose love? I don't think it has to. In fact, I think Jesus is trying to help us to see the choice to love without having to be prompted by pain. I think Jesus is trying to replace our pain with his life, his own example, 
his own love. Maybe this is why we come to church, to coach and support and remind each other to choose love, to hear stories of Jesus choosing love, to experience a community where love is intentional and at the root of all we are trying to do. We still feel pain and trauma, and we still experience tragedy as members of Christ's body, just as Christ himself did. But we don't need that pain to remind us to choose love. Because Jesus is ever before us, holding up two fingers and nudging us on to choose the path of love. I believe that the kingdom of God is at play when love is chosen over and over again without traumatic prompting or with. The kingdom of God is here when the choice to love is the vow we live into as Christians and it becomes our main mode of operation. Yesterday, eight of our members were confirmed at the cathedral in Boston. Confirmation gives adults a chance to take their baptismal vows for themselves, since many of us were baptized before we could understand our baptismal promises. After affirming their faith in the words of the Nicene Creed, the candidates for confirmation along with the entire congregation who was there to support them, responded to five questions. Each question is essentially pointing to the choices we make as Christians and asking us in different ways whether or not we will choose the path of love, the path of loving one another. And the answer to each question is, I will, with God's help. So, in solidarity with the eight who were just confirmed, and as a way to actively and communally choose to love one another in Christ today, I want to give us as a community the opportunity to see the choices that are before us, to choose love just as the confirmand did yesterday. Together, let's answer those five questions. You can respond by saying, I will, with God's help, if you so choose. Please feel free to participate in whatever way feels most authentic to you. Silently, or by adding your voice to our communal commitment to choose to love one another by living into the tenets of our faith in Christ, and by turning to God for help in doing that. If it's helpful to see the questions, they are on page 417 of your Red Book of Common Prayer. We will be a little liturgically relaxed and remain seated for this part, even though normally we would stand to make promises in church. So the response is, I will with God's help. Are you ready? Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship in the breaking of bread And in the prayers, I will with God's help. Will you persevere in resisting evil and whenever you fall into sin, repent and return to the Lord? I will with God's help. Will you proclaim by word and example the good news of God in Christ? I will with God's help. Will you seek and serve Christ in all persons, loving your neighbor as yourself? I will with God's help. 
Will you strive for justice and peace among all people and respect the dignity of every human being? I will with God's help. And one last question that is not in the confirmation liturgy. Will you work to see where you might choose to love one another? And will you walk in love, live in love, and be Christ's love in the world? I will with God's help. Let us pray. God, with your help, may we be fueled by love so that we have the strength, maturity, wisdom, and compassion to live into these promises. In the name of the one who came to guide us ever further into love with one another. Amen.